Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. In my spirit, on this last Sunday of the month, or the year in all actuality, of the decade, I'm letting the devil know I ain't playing. I want hell to know that I'm getting everything God has for me. And I feel revival in the atmosphere. I feel like we are rising. How many of you are ready for what God wants to do in this next season? I want you to remain standing. I'm going to move forward to preach. But just before I do, baby, we were going to show a video. We showed it in first service. And we'll put it on social media so you can see it. But today, today, December 29th, it is my sweet wife's your pastor, Pastor Dawn, it's her 50th birthday. Listen, listen, how many of y'all love this sweet lady right here? Dawn, we want you to know that, you know, I, I love you with all my heart. You're the best thing next to Jesus that ever happened to me. But I also want you to know there's thousands of people connected to this family. And we are grateful for a prayer warrior like this, aren't we? I'm grateful for all of you, honestly. Love you, and so I'm so blessed, so and, blessed. And listen, we were going to show that video and all that stuff, but you know what? You'd have much rather had this praise break. Absolutely. I know so yes. can you, Pastor John, will you just sing to her at least? Can we sing to Pastor Dawn? Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, Pastor Dawn. My hunker burning love. <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, baby. Well, let's give Pastor Donna. God bless you. Remain standing just for a moment. I know we've stood for quite a few minutes, but I'm just going to preach. And, and, and listen, I'll be standing after you sit down, but it's my custom to stand for the reading of God's Word. If you're glad you're at Calvary and you're ready for the Word, give God a shout right now. Are you ready? Is there anybody ready for a new year? Are you ready for what God's going to do in 2019? If I'm being transparent with you, and I always am, uh, 2019 has been a mixed bag for me. On some levels, I've seen God move in a mighty way, but on some levels, I've had to fight the devil. Do I have at least 12 people who will admit I, I had to deal with some stuff in 2019? But here's what I heard the Lord say. Maybe you went through some hard times, but hard times make you hungry. And the Lord said in 2020, get ready to eat. Hallelujah. Golly, I felt that. The Lord said in 2020, get ready to eat victory, eat power, eat breakthrough, eat a new season. So if you're ready for the word, shout, bring it on. You who are my special guest, I would love to meet you in the back when this service is over. You by live stream, I'm so honored to have you with us. All of our visitors, thank you for being here today. Psalms chapter 9, verse 13. Here David is penning words that are so powerful yet today. He said, oh Lord. See how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up. Somebody say lift me up. 
In essence, he said there, elevate me from the gates of death, that I may declare your praise in the gates of the daughters of Zion and rejoice in your salvation. Note the 13th verse. He said, lift me up. I have a prophetic word for someone today. I want to speak over your life, and I want to declare as we're closing out 2019, it is time for takeoff. Somebody, somebody is going to receive this word. I said, it is time for takeoff. You're coming off the runway. You're taking off. You're going to a new dimension, a new level. Who's ready for takeoff? Come on. Slip up your hands. Father, release revelation and anointing in this house. Such an atmosphere of praise. Lord, I feel something in, in this room that I haven't felt in a long time. I feel like, God, you're getting ready to usher us in to the greatest outpouring that we've ever seen. Lord, we are hungry for it. Let 2020 be the time that so many people in this room take off. Let this church take off. Let churches around America and all over the world who will allow the Holy Ghost to move, let them take off in Jesus' name. If you're ready for your takeoff, give the Lord a great big praise. Come on, you praised him like crazy. Praise him one more time. Before you sit down, tell three or four people it's time for takeoff. It's time for takeoff. Hallelujah. I'm warning you in an atmosphere like this, I feel like preaching. So today we will not be cute. We're going to be Holy Ghost, Pentecostal, fire baptized. Yeah, I like it just like that. I, I like that kind of Holy Ghost that when it pours out, you fall out, they carry you to the car. I'm not scared of any of that. How many of you love to be in an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is moving? Uh, I fly quite a bit, and uh, I, I'm a diamond now with Delta. I've got over a million miles. Uh, when I became diamond, the lady at the counter congratulated me. She said, I don't know whether to congratulate you or feel sorry for you. She said, because that means you spend a lot of time in an airplane. And, and, you know, one of the things that's critical that I find out, especially flying out of Daytona, is that they, you can't really go anywhere from Daytona except to Atlanta or maybe Charlotte. Can I get a witness here? Uh, it ain't like you can. Uh, I, I'm going to fly from Daytona to Los Angeles. It ain't happening, y'all. There's something called a connection, and you have to make that connection in Atlanta. I'm a Delta guy. So I'm, I have the Atlanta airport memorized because I'm there often every week, a time or two a week. And, and here's the truth. There are, there, there are times when for some reason or another, uh, we won't leave on time and it messes up my connections. I'm supposed to go somewhere else and I get jacked up in Daytona because I didn't make my connection in Atlanta. But I heard the Holy Spirit say that you're not going to sit at the gate. You're not going to sit on the runway. The Lord said in the next season, get ready. Every connection that he has for you in 2020, you're going to get to your connection. The Lord said you're getting ready to go places you've never been before and you're not going to miss a single solitary connection if you receive that by faith make a little noise in the room right now a precious friend of mine Bishop Tony Miller when I was preaching Ruwalk in Tennessee I preached it every year now for several years uh, Tony Miller spoke this prophetic word over my life stopped his preaching and stood me up and he said Jim Rayleigh the Lord would say to you it is time for takeoff 
I felt that jar me down into my very marrow, into my spirit. And I said, yes, Lord, I receive it. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said, you need to release that word in the house that it is time for takeoff. If anyone ever understood about the need to rise, it is a man in our text named David. David said, oh, Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy on me and lift me up. David said, I need to rise. I need to elevate. I need to go to another level. I need to go to another dimension. He said, it's time for takeoff. What I'm wondering here today is, is there anybody in this room who feels like in your life, maybe, just maybe, it's time for takeoff? Maybe, just maybe, it's time to go where you've never been and rise higher than you've never ever gone before. David was so desirous and ready to be elevated, he penned the words and he asked the Lord, he said, lift me up. Now I know, I know it's all about God and I know in all actuality when we gather together precious, we gather together to lift him up, lift him up above all things and lift him up in all things. But let's get real. Who knows that in life you need him to lift you up? When you can't get to where you're called to be, when you don't know how you're going to get there, when you need him, you need him to lift you up. And David said, I've got pressure all around me. I've got resistance all around me. I've got attacks all around me. I'm dealing with the Jebusites, the Philistines, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Amalekites, the Amorites. He said, I'm pressured all around me. And Lord, I need you to lift me out of this pressure because I know I've been created for more than this. Have you ever had moments in your life where you looked at the circumference of your situation and everything around you seemed to be pressing you down and suddenly you realize I am created for so much more than this. I'm created for so much more than this drama. I'm, and see, let me just say something prophetically to you. Often the level of, of resistance in one season is indicative of the level of breakthrough that you will experience in the next season. Some of you have fought hell in 2018 and 2019 because 2020 is gonna be the breakthrough that you've never dreamed or imagined that would manifest. David said, Lord, I need you to lift me up. He said, elevate me because I cannot do it by myself. Now, I was looking at the word elevate, and elevate is a very powerful word to me. And let me bring you a few understandings from my study in the word of the word elevate. It means to bring, number one, from a lower place to a higher place. David said, I'm ready. Is anybody ready? How about over here? Are y'all ready? How about over here, are y'all ready? How about over here, are y'all ready in the back? It means to bring from a lower place to a higher place. David said, I'm ready to raise to a higher place. He said, I'm tired of being trapped in the mess that I'm in. And as I said, precious, I do a lot of flying, and it amazes me that when you, when you start to take off as you rise, things on the ground get smaller. The higher you go, the smaller the big things become. It's not that things on the ground change. It's that my perspective changes. 
the higher I go, the greater my perspective becomes. See, the more you elevate, the smaller things look on the ground. And I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus that as you go into 2020, your perspective is about to change. Okay, some of y'all are starting to track with me. I said, I decree and declare that as you go into 2020, that your perspective is about to change because you're about to rise higher. And there are things that look so big in 2018. They looked impossible in 2019. They looked as if they could not be done. But as you rise going into 2020, the things that seem so big, so intense, so extreme are gonna become not such a big deal because your perspective is going to change because the higher you go the closer you're going to get to God and the closer you get to God you're going to realize that nothing is impossible for the Lord to do I declare that there are breakthroughs coming into your life I declare that there is victory that's going to be manifested in your family somebody give God a praise for a perspective shift look at your neighbor and say neighbor your perspective is about to change yeah, yeah, the impossible is about to become possible. Uh, before I even teach the totality of this message, I need somebody to take about 10 seconds and give God praise for a perspective change right now. As you elevate, somebody say elevate. It's time for takeoff, come on. In Jesus' name, your perspective is about to change. It's not going to look so impossible, that son, that daughter, that financial problem, that hope, that dream. God is going to raise us up, and you're going to get a God's eye view in 2020. Come on, somebody. You're going to get a throne zone view. You're going to see things with a different perspective. Here's what Isaiah said. Isaiah said in Isaiah 40, 31, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now this is your year to soar. This is not your year to, 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 to just limp around and barely survive, but this is your year to soar above your problems. Tell your neighbor, say, this is my year to be an eagle. Yeah, 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 maybe you've been a turkey in the past. Come on, somebody. If I'm not talking to you, try to figure out who it is on your row I'm talking to. Look down. Who is it? Come on. Maybe you've been a turkey in the past. Maybe you've had to run with turkeys. You ever had to hang out with turkeys? You're an eagle, and, and you feel like I'm hanging out with turkeys. You know what turkeys do? They gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. They gobble up joy. They gobble up peace. They gobble up worship. They gobble up victory. They gobble up prayer. They gobble up perspective. You hang out with people, they gobble, gobble, gobble. All they do is gobble, gobble, gobble. But the Lord said, get ready, get ready, get ready. The Lord said, I've got connections for you in 2020. God said, I'm bringing eagles together. God said, I'm bringing people together who want to soar. God said, I'm bringing people together who want revival. God said, I'm bringing people together who want to move of the Holy Ghost. God said, I'm bringing people together who want to wake a nation up and see a move of God like we ain't never seen before. Among red, yellow, black, and white educated and illiterate, rich and poor, Democrats and Republicans, immigrant independents. Somebody give God a praise if you're ready for a barrier-breaking revival. But it's going to take eagles to have it. 
Are there any eagles in the room today? I said, who's ready to rise higher? So number one, elevate means to bring from a lower place to a higher place. Number two, elevate means to give a promotion, to assign a higher position. Okay, I'm declaring in faith that this is a year of promotion. Come on, you feel like you've lost ground, but God said get ready, you're going to take ground this year. You're going to be promoted this year. This is a year of promotion. I was, I was studying the word elevate, and I looked in the dictionary, and you know how they give sentences trying to describe what the word really means. And one sentence to describe the word elevate was this. John Wilds. It said it right in the dictionary. No, it didn't. John was kicked upstairs when a replacement was hired. And as I read that, the Lord said to me, son, I'm going, I'm going to elevate you if I got to kick you upstairs. He said, you're going up whether you like it or not. Yeah. He said, you've been comfortable too long. He said, some, some of the people that you've been leading, they've been chilling too long. They've been sitting and they've been settling, but the Lord said, I am about to kick them into high gear. God said, I'll kick them upstairs. I'll kick them into a new job, a new place, a new opportunity, a new outpouring. If you say, God, even if you gotta kick me into promotion, whatever it takes, don't leave me where I am and don't leave me like I am. Take me to another level. I believe that the favor of the Lord can come on us and take us places that we don't even have the right or the might to go. Oh, you sit out there and be cute. You act like everything you ever got from God and everything you ever did and every promotion you ever got, you got it because you were so smart and gifted and articulate and educated. You know what I'd say to you? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Come on now. I believe that the favor of God can and will take people places that they don't have the right or might to go. I am a living witness. I stand before you today. How in the world am I pastor in this church? How in the world is Jim Rayleigh here? If you knew the pit I crawled out of, you wouldn't believe that I could be here today. But I know that when God puts his hand on you, can't nothing stop you. So here's what David said. David said, I want to elevate. Anybody want to elevate here today? David said, I want to take off. I want to rise. So David said in verse 13, he said, have mercy on me and lift me up. Now, you can't miss these critical four words. David said, have mercy on me. Now, mercy is a very powerful word in the Hebrew. It means to be gracious. It means to show favor. It means to show consideration, to provide what is undeserved. And so David is saying here, I need to elevate. I need to raise above these issues and these problems that I've had. I need to rise. God, I can't do it by myself. I need you to help me. But I know I can't ask you to help me because I've got it coming. I know I don't deserve you 
your help. He's saying, Lord, I know I, I, maybe I don't deserve to be lifted up, but I'm asking you for your mercy. He, he was saying, Lord, I know that I have baggage. I know I've got issues. I know I've had blemishes, problems, and failures. Lord, I know I haven't done everything right. But what I'm going to ask you to do, Lord, is look beyond my faults and look beyond my failures and look beyond my problems and look beyond my inconsistencies and have mercy on me. He's saying, God, I know that I don't have any right to claim this thing to be lifted up. I know that I've fallen. I know that I've had issues. And see, the devil wants to make you think that your past is disqualifying you from your future. The devil wants to make you think that because you haven't prayed right or stayed right or acted right or lived right, that you haven't had it right every moment that the enemy can now hold you in bondage relative to the blemishes of your past. But I came to speak a word to somebody. The Bible says that his mercy endureth forever. The Bible said that his mercy is from generation to generation. The Bible said the mercy of the Lord is something worth praising over. The Bible said the mercy of the Lord is unstoppable. It's unquenchable. You can't measure it, baby. I come to tell somebody in this house, maybe you don't deserve to be lifted up. Maybe you don't deserve to be raised. Maybe you don't deserve to go higher. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, get ready. I'm about to lift you up anyway because you are coming to me in humility. Somebody give him praise if you believe he can lift you up anyway. Look at your neighbor and say, hey neighbor, say you just sit there if you want to, but I gotta give God praise because even though I didn't get it all right, uh, he's gonna lift me up anyway. Even though I didn't dot every I and cross every T, I'm about to bust a move into a new season because of the mercy of the Lord. Yay. Now, I was studying the word elevate, and I went to the thesaurus, and there are several synonyms for the word elevate, and I just wanted to share them with you. Elevate, a synonym to beautify, to better, to boost, to bring forward, to bring up, to enhance, to enlighten, to enrich, to escalate, to favor, to forward, to foster, to perk up, to pick up, to pitch up, to prefer, to promote, to raise up, to reform, to refine, to rise, to set up, to sanctify, to straighten out, to uphold, to uplift, and to upraise. Do any of those words sound like something you would like for the Lord to do for you? I dare you right now, we're just gonna pick out a few of them. Say, Lord, perk me up, pick me up, pitch me up, promote me. Reform me, refine me, raise me up, set me up, sanctify me, straighten me out, uphold me, uplift me, upraise me, and I'll give you all the praise. One, two, three, do it right now like you believe God can do it for you. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth, precious. I'm hungry for revival. Not that cute little revival.
I'm hungry for that open heaven revival. And I'm ready in 2020 for God to open heaven over Calvary. But not just over Calvary, over you. Not just over you, but over me. Not just over me, but over my 25-year-old wife. Come on, somebody. See, here's what I, we're going, let me tell you something. You come to Calvary, we, we're going to lift Jesus up at another level. Okay? We're going to magnify Jesus at another level. Because as God lifts us up, heaven is going to come down. As God lifts us up, we're not going to get prideful because heaven is going to come down. There's going to be a collision. We're going to meet, we're, it's going to be the earth and heaven colliding and we're going to get caught in the middle. Isaiah 64 1 says, oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down. How many of you want God to come down in your church? How many of you want him to come down in your life? How many of you want him to come down in your family? How many of you want him to come down on your money? Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing. How many of you want him to come down on your children? How many of you want him to come down on your marriage? Now, here's what Isaiah said. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. When God rends the heavens, he tears the heavens. And when God tears the heavens, three things happen. Write it down if you're taking notes. There's revival, recovery, and restoration. I'm decreeing and declaring that in 2020, somebody is about to step into an open heaven. And you're going to walk in revival, recovery, and restoration. How's that sound? I guess I'm the only one that believes it. I said, I believe that in 2020, Don Rayleigh, over you and me and our house and this house, that God is going to rend the heavens and we're going to step into a year of revival, recovery, and, rec and restoration. Does that sound good to anybody in the house? Now, the word rend there, watch this now. It means to tear or to rip apart. So the prophet Isaiah said, rip open the heavens. He said, come into my world. And I've made up in my mind that I want God in my world in 2020 like I've never had him in my world before. And 2020 represents perfect vision. Now, I'm going to be teaching more about that next week. But who's believing that 2020, you're going to have 2020 vision? That means you're going to have clarity. That means things that have been fuzzy, things that have been difficult to see. You're going to have clarity in 2020. Somebody give God praise for an open heaven that's going to give you clarity. Come on, you're going to know the right yes, the right no, the right door, the right opportunity. Now, now here's what the prophet Ezekiel said. He said, the heavens were open and I saw visions from God. So here's what I'm declaring over your life. As we approach 2020, I want you to claim visions from God for your life. I want you to claim God visions. In other words, I want you to take the limits off. I want you to, I want you to stop allowing the devil to convince you that, he, that your children can't be saved, that you can't have a financial breakthrough, that God cannot use you. In 2020, you are taking the limits off, and you're going to have God visions for your life. That means you are going to believe God and he's going to do things that you never dreamed were imaginable because he's going to give you visions for the supernatural. Now watch this. In the New Testament, Jesus comes up to John and John the Baptist is having a baptismal service. And Matthew and Mark both record it. 
But Mark records it in a little different way. The Bible said, and straightway coming out from the water, he saw the heavens open and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. Now, it sounds the same, but in reality, if you look at the Greek, the original text is different. Because first of all, what happened is when Jesus came on the scene, Jesus became the center attraction. Jesus was the main attraction. Every eye went to Jesus. John began to exalt Jesus. John began to talk about Jesus. And the more John talked about Jesus, the more heaven began to open. Until finally when Jesus was baptized, the heavens opened up and the Holy Spirit came down. I hear the Lord say, whenever Jesus is the main attraction, the Holy Ghost is going to come down. Oh, hallelujah. I said, wherever Jesus is the main attraction, I don't have time for church anymore where Jesus is not the main attraction. I can't come and hang out with you and just have a cute little 55-minute service where we, where we walk in and walk out and nothing shifts and nothing changes. But I want to be in a house where Jesus is exalted, where Jesus is praised, where Jesus is the center of attention. And when that happens, heaven will open up and the Holy Ghost will come down. Young preachers that are watching us, I know you watch us from around the nation because you can't believe that there's actually a church like this that touches thousands of people every week where the Holy Ghost actually moves. But let me tell you, there's a shift taking place. There's something happening in America now and we're beginning to see it's time to lift Jesus up so the Holy Ghost can come down. Somebody give God a shout if that's what you want to be a part of. Now, now watch this. Mark 1.10 said the heavens were open. Somebody say open the heavens, Lord. Holy Ghost come down. Now, now check this out. The heavens were open and here's the, here's the difference between Mark and Matthew. The word open here is the word setso and it means to tear apart or to rip apart. One, one translation means to open and close like a curtain. But Mark said, what I saw was something got tore up. Something got ripped open. And it's, it's just like the Hebrew word that Isaiah used when he said, rend the heavens. It was like the heavens were torn open and the Holy Ghost came down in power. But listen, it was not a careful controlled opening. It was not a nice, cute, little sweet opening that you could open up and close right back. It wasn't something that a man had it wasn't something that a man could control. It wasn't something that a man had power over. It wasn't open, it was torn. It wasn't a curtain that you could open and close. It wasn't open, it was torn. You couldn't stitch it up, you couldn't repair it, and you couldn't put it back together. And in 2020, I'm looking for the kind of heaven open over this house and over my life that religion can't stitch up. I want an open heaven that man's tradition can't repair. I want an open heaven that we can't put back together it's time for God to tear some stuff up tear some churches up tear some things up tear some agendas up if you're ready make a little noise in the room in 2020 here's what I want I want God to tear up in the heavens over our church and over our lives because it's time to elevate how many of you are ready to rise I said uh, how many of you are ready to rise 
So much so where heaven and earth it becomes fuzzy. So much so that miracles are manifesting all around you. So much so that, that, that when people even drive by the church, even when, even, when, even when we're not having services, they have to pull in and say, I don't know, but I felt something when I was driving down 95. I want such an open heaven in 2020. Jackie, that when they're taking them to the emergency room, that, that when they're in back of the EMT vehicle, that they say, pull over, stop at Calvary, because them people will lay hands on me and there's miracles oh no 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 wait a minute where they say don't stop by her house I know she's a praying woman before you get me to the hospital let her get her somebody give God a praise somebody shout open the heavens Lord somebody take 30 seconds and give God a praise if that's what you want No, that ain't a praise. I said, give God a praise. So it's revival. Somebody say revival. An improved change of condition. A strengthening, a returning of life and success. Revival is an awakening of fervor for the things of God. When revival comes, you have his heart. His heart becomes yours. You want to be used by God. You want to be in his church. You want to be in his house. You want to be with his people. You want to give to his cause. You want to please the Lord. You want to see souls saved. So I'm claiming for Jim Rayleigh revival in 2020. It's time to rise. Listen, I feel a radicalness in here, but I'll be transparent with you. I'm 55 years old. I've been preaching now for 35 years. I can't handle cute church anymore. I don't want going through the motions. I can't handle that. There's something in me that has shifted, and I have made up in my mind that I'm going up if I got to go by myself. I'm taking off if I got to take off by myself. I'm rising if I got to rise alone, but I feel like there are some people in this church this morning who can say, preacher, you ain't going without me because I'm ready for whatever God wants to do. If that's you, give him a praise. Revival over your children. Revival over your family. Revival over dead churches. Somebody say revival. It's a year of revival. It's a year of recovery. Recovery means a returning of health, mind, strength, and possession. Recovery. Recovery, 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 recovery. Here's what I declare. Calvary will not only be an emergency room this year. As we go into 2020, we're not just going to be an emergency room where people come in crisis. We're not only going to be an operating room where people come and they're dealt with, their issues are dealt with, and they, they have spiritual surgery. But in 2020, Calvary will be a recovery room. If you get there, if you get there, if you get there, I said we, you, you, you are gonna, you're, you, you are going to, you are going to step into a recovery room when you step into this house. In 2020, Calvary will be a recovery room. You know what you do in a recovery room? Tell your neighbor you wake up in a recovery room. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wake up in a recovery room. The Lord said some of y'all are about to wake up and you're going to recover some things in 2020. 
The Lord said, you're gonna get your joy back. You're about to recover your purpose. You're about to recover your money. You're about to recover your peace. You're about to recover your family. You're about to recover your burden for the lost. You're getting your power back. You're getting your anointing back. You're getting your breakthrough back. Y'all don't make me preach. You're getting your swagger back. Come on, somebody. You're getting your God can do anything but fail back. How many of you are ready to say this is my year of recovery? Hey, Jesus. Do you remember when David, they came against him at Ziklag? Read your Bible. And Amalekites took everything he had, took his family, took all of his possessions. All the mighty men that were with him, they stole it all. Stole his wives, his children, his resources, his flocks. And he got back with his mighty men and everything was gone. And to make it worse, his own men spoke of stoning him. Ain't that the truth? How many of you know some folks are with you long as you got it going on? Long as you paying the bill, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. But then when it gets tough, they wanna kill you. So David said, "I, I got one friend left. David said, I got one friend left, but I think he's got it under control. So David puts on his ephod, and he, and he assumes the office of the priest. And he said, he said, now what should I do? He said, Lord, they've taken everything, taken our children, taken our resources. They've taken, they've taken our flocks. They've taken our food. Lord, what should I do? Should I pursue them? And here's what Jehovah said. Jehovah said, David, here's the word. He said, pursue and overtake, and without fail, recover all. I have a word for somebody in 2020. The devil's trying to make you think that he's had your joy, your peace, your stuff, your power, your breakthrough on lock. But I hear the Lord say, pursue, overtake, and without fail, recover all. This is a year of recovery. But here's what happened. If you study the text, the Bible says, not only did David get back everything he lost, he got back more than what he lost. And the Bible said this was the spoil. I prophesied that 2020 is the year of the spoil. You are not going to just get back what you lost. You're gonna get back more than what you lost. So I dare somebody right now who believes that God is on your side. I want to tell you, the devil's going to rule the day that he ever touched you. The Amalekites said, I should have left David alone. Somebody give God a crazy praise if you're ready to recover all and the spoil. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, say you can sit there if you want to. But say, I gotta give God praise. Say, welcome. Say, welcome. Welcome to the recovery room. Somebody stepping into the recovery room. Give God a crazy praise in here. Hey, Jesus. Ah!
I feel the Holy Ghost. Recovery requires waking, worshiping, and work, working. Restoration means to restore to its original or intended condition. Nowadays, I hear people talk about restoring cars. I watch the History Channel, and here's what they say. They say it's actually better than new. That's what they say. They'll say that it's better than it was when it came off the assembly line. Can I prophesy to somebody? God said you're about to step into a season where you're going to be restored. In fact, you're going to be better than new. I dare somebody to give God praise right now. 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 So I know that this service has been greatly about praise. I realize that and I don't apologize for it. Because let me tell you something. Sometimes you need to come into a house where it is radical, ridiculous, crazy praise. Sometimes you need that. I love worship, and you, there's no substitution for worship. But let me tell you, there's also no substitution for praise. Because the truth is, you can pray and still be heavy. You can, pray, you, can, you can worship and still be heavy. But you can't praise and still be heavy. Because praise breaks stuff off of your life. You put on a garment of praise. You take off a spirit of heaviness. I'm tired of hearing people say, I'm just too deep to praise God. You ain't deep, you're shallow. You say, well, I don't praise God because I'm not emotional. But yet last night when LSU, come on somebody, uh, when, when Ohio State, y'all ain't say, when Clemson, yo, no, you didn't have trouble throwing your chicken bones at them. You didn't have trouble losing your mind because you were emotional there. But when you come into the house of the Lord, you can't act out because you know what you are? You got too much stinking pride. But when you get in the presence of the Lord and say, I got to break some stuff off my life, let me praise the Lord and see it done. Oh, Jesus. David said, lift me up, elevate me from the gates of death that I may declare your praises. When God elevates you, it's not about your pride. It's about his praise, and he will only lift you up if you're willing to lift him up. Look at what David said, that I may declare your praise. Praise is to Helah. It's a public praise. It's a praise that is in your face and out in the open. And the Lord said, I, I, I want this year to end with a public praise. I want the last Sunday, my house to be filled with public praise. One of the keys as you approach 2020 is going public with your praise. So I was just wondering, is there anybody ready to go public with your praise? Mm, it's a public praise. I said, it's a public praise. I said, it's a public praise. It's not a cute praise. It's not a nice praise. It's a public praise. It's a praise where nobody wonders whether you're praising or not. I dare somebody right now. One, two, three, give God a public praise. If you feel like it's time for takeoff, if you feel like you're on the runway and it's time for takeoff, why don't you give God a public praise right now? If you're ready to fly in 2020, why don't you give God a public praise right now? You see, God's presence is locked up in your praise. That means your miracle is locked up in your praise. 
How would you praise him if you knew your healing was in your praise? Your breakthrough was in your praise. Your new anointing was in your praise. Your new season was in your praise. You say, Pastor, I've already praised him. Pastor John had us praise him. Pastor Courtney had us praise him. Pastor Dawn had us praise him. And now you got us praising him. I'm all praised out. But David said in Psalms 119, seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous ways. If you ain't praised him seven times yet, open your mouth and give God a new season praise. Go public. You're taking off. Did you hear that? You're taking, come on. That's the jet. You're taking off. There it is. One, two, three, shout. That's good. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, so you can just stand there if you want to. But I'm about to pay down with my praise on next year. Praise God right now for what he's going to do for you in 2020. Come on, this is a preemptive strike. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It's time for takeoff. I said it's time for takeoff. I'm prophesying to somebody over here. I said, it's time for takeoff. I said, it's time for takeoff. Way back in the back and all across the sides, I said, it's time for takeoff. Jesus I don't mind waiting on you Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I just want to take about 30 or 45 seconds and let you 
Worship the Lord with me right now. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. Let the... Sing that, John. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. That's all it is. Come on over your life singing. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Somebody raise your hands. Heaven is opening over your life right now. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. Say it one more time. Oh. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down, let the praise go up. Let the veil down. We're in the presence of the Lord. So over your life today, I speak, decree, and declare that it is time for takeoff. That that has resisted you, it will be broken in this next season. That that has tried to hold you and capture you and encapsulate you in a season that you've outgrown, the Lord said, it is time to rise. I speak, decree, and declare that that has held you in bondage breaks and you walk into 2020. The baggage, the heaviness, it's off. And in 2020, you rise. If you receive from the Lord today, one, two, three, give God a great big praise. Give him a great big praise. With heads, would you sit down just for a moment? I want to obey the Lord. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, and you would say, Jim Rayleigh, there's things in my life that ought not be there. And when you pray, Pastor, pray for me. Because I'm not where I need to be with God. Everybody close your eyes just for a moment. I just felt a prompting to do this. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, if there's sin in your life, when I count to three, raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One, remember me, Pastor. Two, three. Slip up your hand right there. Hands across the room. My, my, my. Here's what I want everybody in the room to do that raised your hand. So many of you. I want you to take your hand and place it on your heart right now. I want my altar workers to get in position. I want you to pray this prayer after me loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. For all my sins. For all my sins. Take my heart. Take my heart. Wash it clean. Wash it clean. In precious blood. In precious blood. I receive you now. I receive you now. As Lord and Savior. As Lord and Savior. It's time to rise. It's time to rise. I'm taking off. I'm taking off. 
in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a praise in here. Come on. I want the ushers to come. I want the ushers to come, and we're going to receive an offering right now. You know, a while back, the Lord spoke to me. He said, Jim, I want you to, I want you to make my presence and my word the priority in the house. He said, everything else you do at the end. He said, if you'll make my presence and my word the priority, he said, I'm going to take you to a new dimension. So I've started doing that. Don't do the offerings or any announcements, nothing in the middle of the service because I want him to be first, y'all. I want him to be first. But yet and still, we do what we do. Pastor Troy, I don't know how many hundreds of families we helped through the holidays. We do what we do through our Dream Center, all four campuses now, through the faithfulness of people like you. But here's what I know about God. It's not just improbable, it's impossible that you could ever outgive God. There's some of you right now, you need to understand that often the way you start is linked to how you finish. We're at the end of the year now. There's some of you, maybe you haven't been honoring God in your giving. I'm not trying to judge you. I love you. You know that. I've been pastoring here for 22 years. But the truth is that the Bible said if we'll put God first, everything else we need will be added. I want the Lord to know at the end of this year, I'm serious about you. There are some of you that may need to do some year-end giving. Maybe the Lord blessed you. You need to settle some things up and tithe. I believe as you give that the Lord can open heaven over your life. I want everybody to get an offering right now in your tithe. If you've heard this word and it's blessed you, you can see into this word. You by live stream. This is your chance to give as well. You say, well, Pastor, I didn't come prepared to give. I don't have a checkbook or anything like that. You can give on your cell phone at 386-866-3060. You tithe, special missions, first, whatever you want to give. You say, well, Pastor, I don't even know what to give. Well, reach over in your neighbor's purse. Get her wallet and give like you always wanted to. Come on. I want you to get an offering right now. How many of you know that you can't outgive God? How many of you know that you couldn't buy the experience that you have today? You couldn't even buy it. I want everybody, I feel like the Lord may be speaking to somebody about live stream of someone here to sow an extra seed this morning, a substantial seed. And all it will do will enable us to do what God has called us to do. So get those offerings and hold them before the Lord right now. Hold them before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak blessings over these sowers and givers and those by live stream. Those that have come to visit us that are sowing today, I pray you would bless them, God. I pray that you would open heaven over their life and bless them in ways they never even thought possible. Thank you for releasing your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to be part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the Spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.